Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 272. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road Andy. Yes. Thank you. That was, that was a big one. Yeah, I thought big so. Big intro. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Andy, we have a lot of stuff to get to, so I'm just going to jump right on in. Uh, you drive on the freeway sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not every day, but you know, sometimes. You see those like signs that they can punch in a note and it'll display on the freeway, usually like for like amber alerts or. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Move over for workers. It's the law. There's a new one circulating, and I've seen it. In uh, like Seal Beach uh, freeways, I've seen it in Anaheim, all over the place. Are you ready for this, Sandy? Yeah. Look out for bicycles. Share the road. Okay. Is that just a helpful tip when you get off the freeway? Or I'm hoping so. What the <laughs> fuck is that? Are you serious? Are there people riding their Schwins on the goddamn freeway? <laughs> I I don't think so. Uh, there's no bike lane. I see so. hobos walking on them. So that's so dangerous. That's you don't want to do that shit. And their life is dangerous. It's their, yeah. their prerogative. Yeah, there's that football player who got killed uh, like last month that was doing that. Well, um, most of these freeways are gridlocked, yeah. so they're moving also, faster it, yeah. than us. It came out that uh, that guy was drunk when he got killed, so it makes yeah. sense why he wandered onto the highway. There's plenty of um, you know side of road uh, for most, of the, unless there's you know those dumb you know things that can block lava, according to the movie Volcano. Uh, barriers mm-hmm. uh, but I, of all the things like usually like around like uh, Cinco de Mayo or St. Patrick's Day it's you know uh, drunk buzz driving is drunk driving yeah, kind of thing yeah uh, and that's how I know oh it's uh, one of those holidays is coming up uh, but look out for bicycles share the road so if they're a Schwinn or a Huffy on the uh, on the carpool lane better be a tandem for one but make sure you share the road yeah I mean Look out. You don't know, you don't know what kind of people are, are doing, but I, I just wouldn't trust anyone else, so I would never try. How often are you riding a bike? Zero I don't ride times. a bike anywhere. I yeah. have a beach cruiser. I don't use it too often. You never, never know. Never get on a freeway. What could happen? Maybe you're in a situation like um, Josh Brolin in the Goonies. You have to borrow a bike. For yeah, something. that's true. You never know. That's like the only situation <laughs> I can think of. Yeah. All right. Well, ridiculous, as is uh, always uh, in this day and age. Uh, we had some people leave the Saturday Night Live show. Um, are you still watching that show? I, I watch some things on YouTube from time to time. But um, yeah, I don't know who could actually watch the entire program. I haven't watched it um, since Andy Samberg's era. Yeah. And uh, that means you're going to be now basically two generations past because uh, a lot of the people that came in after those people left are now uh, leaving. So, yeah. except for Keenan, he's yeah. So Keenan is on like twenty years. Yeah, so I think he finishes nineteenth season. So he'll be twenty next year. He's not part of the, the list of people leaving. Uh, his sitcom was also canceled, so doesn't even have another job to fall but he back could, on. Well, Hubie Halloween too, maybe. He wasn't a big part of Hubie Halloween, was he? He was in it. Okay, but. He's not like main cast, you know. He should have been. His, his yeah, uh, maybe get him more roles. His phone conversations were the best. I'll need to watch it again. Come Halloween time, I don't recall too much of it. Uh, but yeah, the people leaving. Uh, Kate McKinnon's probably the biggest name. She's been in a lot of. I didn't know she was stuff, still on it. Yeah, she, surprisingly, she's still been doing it. I think people thought she would have left by now. Um, 
A.D. Bryant, also been there since 2012. Uh, and then Kyle Mooney has been there since 2013. And then, uh, of course, Pete Davidson since 2014. So, I mean, Pete, Pete Davidson. It's crazy. They've been on that long. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lately SNL has been keeping people a lot longer than they used to. Um, but now, like I said, this is like the group of people that kind of replaced that Bill Hader, Andy Samberg, Kristen Wiig era. Uh, and now these people are all gone. So, Are you finding that these people are as funny to you as the old people were? No, definitely not. And that, that has always been a common thing of like, well, you like the cast that you were like in high school. And it's like, yeah, but also like the stuff that those people are doing, um, the work they're still doing is better than the work that like this current cast has done outside of SNL where it's like, yeah, I feel vindicated. Like, yeah, Will Forte still does funny shit. Uh, Bill Hader is like the fucking king of TV right now. Like I haven't started Barry yet, but it's like supposed to be incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, Andy Samberg just had a big movie come out this week. Uh, these people are still doing good work. Uh, so I'm I'm wondering, yeah, is it an age thing? What's the average age of someone who watches that show? And then is it just not, I don't know, there's got to be a drop off or what? We're growing up, I think, is what it is. Yeah, and it's maybe not as good. Or like I liked uh, Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett. They they started out hot with the show. I liked what they were doing, doing some different. And then it's just kind of like, ah, it's not working. So just, you guys will just be in sketches and stuff. You won't do your weird comedy anymore. Um, so yeah, I think, I think a lot of what they, a lot of what SNL became, it's I blame Donald Trump, but they're like, we got to be on top of the news and that kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah, it seems like it's good. all political and yeah. it's all very one-sided. And I don't know. I don't think most people like constant political. Yeah, I mean, it's always, of course, always had politics stuff in there. They always have a, someone playing election. the president. I get it. but I mean, they always, the president probably is a character in like 10 episodes a year. But with Trump, it was every single episode started with Alec Baldwin, which was another weird choice to not have a cast member do it. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think but, he kind of made some people's like heads explode and they still haven't, you know, pieced back together. Was that like the worst joke you've ever made? Heads explode? You're talking about Alec Baldwin. Oh, Andy. My God. That's not intentional? No. Oh, my God. Jeez Louise, let's talk about Trump, you dark, dark man. Yeah, bad. Well, that might be on the best of right there. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm talking about Trump, you honky. Yeah. Well, I'm going to move on. Um, also, Michael Che, who does the weekend update, has off and on said he's going to leave. And then he's like, well, I haven't made up my mind. So he might leave. And he's been doing it for uh, pretty long as well. So to be uh, five big, bigger names leaving. I think they'll uh, rehire that guy they hired for 11 minutes and then fired because he tweeted yeah. something or something. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but he was like, you're hired. Fake out. We can't hire you. Well, they, they announced they're like, here's the three guys we, we hired this year. And then people are like, yeah, I just looked at the guy's Twitter account. And in 2013, he said this. And I'm like, well, never mind. He's out. God, um, so stupid. There's something about Andrew Yang, I remember, where it's like he did like a Chinese guy voice or something. Just like, He's not Chinese? What? I don't know who Andrew Yang is, but his last name is Yang. No, Andrew Yang was that guy who ran for president who is Chinese. 
but the the white guy who was hired by SNL, I think he was. Oh, it, it turned okay. out he was doing like a Chinese guy voice, and they were like, "I can't do that." I got really confused because only- I thought that was someone who had been running for something, but I didn't know if they were a comic. Also, he ran for president, and then he ran for mayor of New York. Um, yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. But but no, like um, white people shouldn't do Chinese guy voices, even though uh, we all thought they were hilarious, especially if you've been like drinking and um, some people we know still probably do them and. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, so I think he did it on like a podcast and people were like, hey, you're fired. So um, ridiculous. Everyone's such a baby. Sure. If you don't want him, I don't, I don't know if you didn't think it was funny, then maybe you should fire him. That's what I think. Well, I like where Netflix is now. Or they're like, hey, if you're offended, get the fuck out. Like we're making content. Well, they're they're going to flip flop on that. Like in Why? Like, in like three weeks. They will. You know it. And then they'll go back again. That's just how it works. I also just don't think companies should be people. But you know what they're like. I think I think it was a Mac a Mac quote where playing both sides that you always come out on top. Mac the computer. Mac and always sunny. Oh, I oh, believe he it. says that. That was like in the abortion episode, right? I don't remember where he like goes to the protest and he is on the other side. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like something that could happen in that show. All right, well. Yeah, I I don't I continue to plan on not watching SNL, but um, we'll see. Uh, Maybe they'll hire someone great in this new. Yeah, the problem is the people they hire, no one's ever heard of, so they have to overcome a lot. Versus, like if they were you know filling a position backward, like oh uh, Eddie Murphy's coming on to SNL again, like oh my god, you know, or Will Ferrell's back, Chris Kattan. That stuff never worked either. Like there was a season they hired Anthony Michael Hall of, you know, like Breakfast Club. Like he's famous and like, no, don't do that. He's famous. He's not exactly (laughs) known for being a comic. He's mostly known for a couple of those roles as a kid and then being a weird guy in a basement in War of the Worlds. Mm -hmm. Also, he he tried to kill Michael Myers in the new Halloween movie. (laughs) Spoilers, Andy. Hilarious. I mean, that movie's been out. You can watch it, so. Well, not until Halloween. And you should watch it just for his performance. It's, yeah. It's something I'm a fan of his. Uh, <laughs> uh, nothing to Lose. I liked that movie as a kid. I don't know that one. Was he, that where he... So, like, he became big, and that was so weird. Like, hey, he's the nerd kid, and then he's big. And it was a weird transition. By like by the time of Edward Scissorhands, he was the bully. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. He was the nerd. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there was a movie in the 80s that was, like, the tr- the perfect middle ground. Well, Nothing to Lose is definitely, I think, a 90s movie. I think it's Martin Lawrence, uh, but he walks. Yeah, that's 97. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know this movie. He comes home early and sees a woman and a guy in his maritable bed and flips out, you know, just drives and then like goes into bad downtown L.A. area. And Martin Lawrence pulls a gun on him to carjack him. This guy's like, you picked the wrong day and then kidnaps this guy, basically. And then they become friends. And then he realizes that was his sister-in-law and her fiance fooling around. They got home early from the airport. Spoiler alert. <laughs> That's great. That movie was on USA like every yeah. Saturday at like you know, 11 in the morning or something. I don't know how we got there, um, but SNL we're bidding to do um, for now. We'll see what they do next year. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about people coming aboard uh, as it happens. Um, Meanwhile, Seth Green got a fake piece of work stolen from him online. 
I don't understand what an NFT is. And no one really does. I don't think even Seth Green knows, but um, I guess he's been big into NFTs and he's been, he bought, um, he bought one of those apes um, last year and he's been really excited about it. Like the what ape, the f- an ape. There, there are little cartoons of apes is one of the big NFTs It's called like the board, the board ape club or something. You can look Google it right now. It's just like art of apes, like cartoon. And it doesn't make any sense why that does, has any value. Um, but he was so excited about it, which I think one of them that he owns was like worth like $200,000 on the market, Ridiculous. which again, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so he's been developing a TV show um, where this ape is a bartender in like the human world. Um, you can watch a trailer for this thing that exists. Um, like what the hell has gone wrong with our society? Um, yeah, but he recently had this ape stolen. Uh, there was a, a phishing scam uh, pulled on Seth Green. He fell for it and gave away the rights to his ape on accident. And so he's very sad. He tweeted saying, please don't buy my ape. Here's my ape. It was stolen from me. And so if someone's trying to sell it to you, please don't buy it because it's a stolen ape. But I don't understand yeah. it. So <laughs> this ape, anyone could just download the video of it or whatever and have it themselves too. But they obviously don't own the rights to it. But who gives a shit if you yeah. own the rights to it? And it's not actually even legal copyright. It's just saying, so the NFT says that you own this picture and all the value is is that you have a thing that says you own the picture because you don't actually own a copyright on it so seth green can still make his tv show about this ape because it's not a copyright but he does not own the little code that says that he owns the picture of the ape Um, it's like oh i'm gonna buy the letter e in the virtual world on an nft and then everyone who uses anything with the letter e gotta pay me a royalty pitch. no but you don't you don't actually own it you can't ever own it so you can't you can't collect royalties on it because you don't actually own it but you could own a piece of code that says that i own the letter e and then say this code is mine and i own it but then people could just trick you into giving it away and then I don't, anytime you try to explain this to people they're like this is the dumbest thing i've ever heard and so that's why it's dumb I, I bet you it's also just a regional thing. Like every asshole in LA is like, oh, I'm going to buy this. It's going to be huge. Yeah. But then if you go to fucking Cleveland, the guy's like, get the fuck out of my shop. Like, what are you, you're loitering. <laughs> Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah. It only makes sense as a scam, as a like Seth Green's like, hey, I bought this for 100000 Now it's two, worth 200000 If I keep pumping up the value of these things, maybe I can sell it for 500000 But like, I don't know. Did these people ever even try to sell them on the market? I don't know. We also have physical evidence or proof of receipt that he paid that kind of money for this bullshit. Yeah, no, that's the whole thing is it's it's you'll never not have evidence of it. It's on the digital code record forever. Um, that's supposed to be the value of it. But you could also just get it stolen from you. So I don't, I don't yeah. know how it works. Dumb. That yeah. sounds like it'd be a good commercial for like uh, Norton Security or something. <laughs> we'll protect your dumb shit online. Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing how many uh, crypto ads there still are during the playoffs. Like Steph Curry's doing them and everything when like it died. It's, a shitter. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is embarrassing. You guys could have but pulled these ads, but I guess they already bought them. So. The whole stock market's in a shitter too. Yeah, but they're way worse. Stock yeah. market's down 10% and their crypto's down 90%. Is it really yeah. that high? I think it's pretty. Ugh. Like all of them died, but the ones that are like a little more legitimate, like they're down to zero, but. Well, yep. As they would say, then buy the dip, right? Yeah, if you believe in it. People just like to say dumb shit that mm-hmm. no one understands out of context. 
All right, um, let's move off of that. Andy, are you ready for this? Uh, so 1883 was a huge hit success. Uh, uh, I almost said Shania Twain. It was uh, the lady married yeah. to the guy that are country people. Tim McGraw, I think. And Faith Hill, I believe. Faith Hill, the there you are. Uh, and uh, that one was a lot of fun. And their cast, 1932, the sequel to, uh, well, not sequel, I, I don't know, second show, whatever, spinoff of the spinoff. Uh, goes forward into the future about 50 years. Andy, this is going to star Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. Really? I mean, I guess Harrison Ford's already out there, but that's nice. You know, they've worked together, too, in the past, so um, pretty good. Um, not much else on this at this point, but, I mean, it's a Taylor, Taylor Sheridan piece of art, so everyone's going to find this work incredible. Um, I know he's also working on the Tulsa King with... Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the guy's on fire. If you ever, if you like Sicario, going to like all of his shit. Uh, just get with the program and watch it all right now. You think he'll ever make like anything that takes place in Boston or something? Tulsa is probably about as close yeah. as it's going to come, Andy. <laughs> just has to be on the West. I don't think he's ever been to Boston. Yeah. He writes what he knows. He knows cowboys and gangster shit and ma- and drug cartels. Like, this is set in Seattle. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Uh, like a mix of look who's talking and you've got mail. Okay. Yeah. Thinking outside of the box. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. And I guess while we're on it, I'll, I'll move this story forward a little bit. Yellowstone season five due out in November, Andy. I also yep. believe that Paramount figured out their shit and, uh, you're not gonna be able to watch any of this shit, uh, anywhere other than Paramount now. The network Bef- before it was on uh, Peacock. Yeah, but it's going to the actual TV network. Yes, and you can watch it on the network mm. and then all of it on their Paramount Plus. Okay. I don't know how the TV network works. There used to be Spike Ooh. TV back in the day. Yeah, I have it on Hulu. Um, yeah. I don't know. We watched the latest season four on mm-hmm. on there. So, yeah. All right. Um, Margot Robbie, she is in every one of our weekly pods yeah. nowadays. She's the biggest actress of all time. And... Uh, she now has an Ocean Eleven's uh, prequel. Yeah, this seems crazy. That it's they just they did uh, not that long ago the Ocean's Eight, which is like, hey, what if they were women? It's like, oh, okay. I never saw it, but uh, I, think it, I think it's like passable. It's, it's nothing compared to the original, the original Clooney one. Uh, but now this prequel is supposed to be in the '60s, but is it still in the same u- universe as Clooney? Like, uh, well, not a lot of details be, yet, right? Um, you if would it's think a prequel. Yeah, you would think so. Um, I guess that's an interesting idea. The sixties is when the Sinatra version came out. So it's going to be uh, like going back his mom or something. Yeah, I think that's maybe the idea, but we don't know. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's on board for everything. It seems like it's like, yeah, just sign me up. Um, yeah, just give me a producer's credit and I'll do it. I love the ocean movies. So I'm sure, I hope at least this will be pretty good and I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot though. Yeah, like I never saw the Ocean's Eight. I know it got middling reviews, and it's like I don't know. If yeah, I that one was not my favorite by any means. I'm talking about the main three. Yeah, so uh, heist movies are fun if they're made well. Then it's good to have them. So yeah, a lot of fun. All right, well, uh, tell us about Knives Out Two. Uh, we might get a f- pretty full theatrical release for Knives Out Two. So Netflix is debating whether to do this, um, trying to make changes. Because everyone hates Netflix now, but 
Uh, this is something that I thought would be a good idea, and other people have proposed uh, this, but uh, they have all these original movies they're spending a lot of money making, and um, why don't they put them in theaters? Uh, before, the theater chains banned Netflix movies because they hated Netflix, but now uh, the theater chains don't have the leverage they used to have five years ago. Um, so Netflix has put their movies into theaters um, recently, including... I'd say most notably, Don't Look Up got a semi-wide release, I think around 1,000 theaters. Uh, wow. It came out December 10th, so two weeks before it was available on Netflix. But with Knives Out 2, uh, Netflix is considering doing a full 45-day release. So that's that's the new standard now, uh, is the, these movies go into theaters. 45 days later, then they will be available on the streaming uh, service. So um, with like Knives Out 2, you could see maybe in October... Um, theatrical release followed by it being available on Netflix in Thanksgiving time or something like that. Um, but yeah, the first movie made a lot of money and they, they're spending, I think $400 million for two movies. So you want to get as much revenue as you can out of this. So, uh, this is, I think a, a good move for them. And if you are, you don't like Netflix, but you really want to see this movie. Now you have the option to do it. So, yeah, um, I have and a lot some, of patience and some things just play better in a movie theater like the Zack Snyder's space movie that he's making right now. Like I would probably rather see that in the movie theater than or on Top Gun. Um, yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise won't allow it. He, he said personally he would kill anyone who tries to watch it on a streaming service. So, yeah, but I also don't think knives out needs to be watched in a theater. No, but it, it, I saw the first one in the theater. It's a fun movie. So it, you could see that it doing well. The first movie did, well, and people like to see movie stars do things. And uh, I don't think it'll be a huge hit if it's if people know it's going to be on Netflix in forty five days. But it's sixty easier, million dollars. Yeah, it's easier to get uh, people to go see the movie uh, in theaters if they know they have to wait forty five days versus two weeks. Like, like don't look up. And I don't think very many people went to go see that at the movie theater, knowing it's like, hey, I'm just going to wait two weeks. It'll be right here. Um, but also you could just lie to yourself and say it's not out until yeah. November. Yeah. <laughs> I'm You're just saying the wiser with like the Batman that was a 45 day um, release window made a lot of money. People, I think not everyone knew. Yeah, I know, but I thought I watched I think, it in two parts as think, it was meant to be. Sure. I think not everyone knew that it was coming, but um, a lot of people did and still didn't wait. I'm still waiting wait. patiently for Spider-Man, Andy. That'll be there soon, I think, but um, exactly. But yeah, the, it seems like everyone's committing to this 45 day window. Uh, I did see um, the new Harry Potter movie will be on HBO this week. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal drives an ambulance is on Peacock now. Yeah, like I actually got, turnaround. you know what? Did you get the email too? I got an email saying <laughs> that they're doing a test Okay. and uh, they'll give you a movie ticket or a video down or like rental credit each month up to $15 just for being a member. Yeah, I don't know. So like it even is like, oh, you buy, you buy your ticket through Fandango. You can see Top Gun. They'll give you one ticket or you can rent movies like Moonfall through Vudu one a month. Yeah. For paying four ninety nine. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, a lot of these uh, studios are, are they're putting them out there quick. I think Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will be on Paramount Plus too, like this week already. I've heard great things um, from multiple people yeah. about Sonic. They're all under 10 years old, except for me. But I don't know who I was talking to, but literally I've heard that movie come up like three times. Maybe they have kids. Maybe yeah. I was talking to my nephew. 
I don't know, but it's come <laughs> up in conversation. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a new thing. So it, it's funny if Netflix goes the opposite way and meets all these companies right in the middle. Um, but that that could be the future. So yeah. All right. Well, pretty interesting. Um, you want to talk about Disney Plus and Daredevil? Yeah, just quick to note that uh, Disney Plus says they will make another Daredevil series, uh, but not the same people who made the Netflix version. It will be Charlie Cox returning, but uh, not the same team making it. No no news of it's going to be actually the same continuity, uh, but it's cool that they're doing it. But Disney Plus shows have their own issues, so uh, I guess we'll have to... Wait and see if it's... I don't think it'll be nearly as good as the Netflix series. So, um, But hopefully it's good still. Yeah. That's all I'll say. We'll see. Um, We also have a release date for Hocus Pocus 2, Andy. September 30th. Yeah. I thought you'd be disappointed that it was in October, but turns out... We start Halloween early in this household, Andy. Yeah, you're a fall... Just a fall generalist. I don't know. You like like it all. Yeah. Uh, kick off the season a yeah. Christmas trees up November one. I mean, it does mean that we should see some sort of footage, some sort of trailer for this soon, right? Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, this I is, this think. is a Disney plus original, right? So this is straight not, to Disney plus. This is not getting a 45 day theatrical release or anything like no that. No need. Yeah. Give the people what they want. Yeah. Give it to them now. I don't think this movie ever was released in theaters in the first place. The original one, it was just appeared on VHS. Really? Yes, that's that the way it's, be. I'm joking, but it's the way it was intended to be watched. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Just it's on a fun VHS. Way. Yeah. All right. And speaking of Halloween, cause we can't escape it with Andy spirit Halloween movie, like the store. Now this sounds like a goosebumps episode. The store comes to life or something. <laughs> yeah. It's the most generic premise. I already see Ken Young is starring in it. <laughs> yeah. No, Christopher Lloyd is going to be starring. Uh, in I this dig little, that. Along with Rachel Lee Cook of She's All That. Uh, okay. She's playing the mom of like the kids that get stuck in the store or whatever. And it's going to be a family Halloween thing. Uh, it's probably going to suck, but you know, it's more Halloween content. We uh, can't now, ignore Halloween straight content. Straight to a streaming service? <laughs> there's no news on where, who's making this, where it's going. If there's a release, if there's anything, it just like, when I saw this news story, I'm like, is this even, this can't be real. But like the news story is basically like, yeah, this is real, but it seems like it shouldn't be. Um, so yeah, of course this is this is being made by the store. Like it's not like oh, someone got the license to it. The store's like, we want to make a movie and we'll get it, we'll pay for it and get it produced. <laughs> so uh, yeah, really weird. The store only la- exists for two months of the year or something. So well, now it exists forever, Andy. Yeah, in our hearts. Um, I mean, as long as this isn't, you know on like Encore or something like that. Uh, I'm just picking a movie yeah. channel that used to exist. I don't think it even does anymore. It's only on 2B TV. Yeah, like I'll watch the shit out of this during the season, um, regardless of how bad it is. I mean, Christopher Lloyd alone, um, that brings me to the to the table. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the store owner or something. He's, Could be great. He's probably going to be grumpy. Jokes. Yeah. Probably walks with a cane. He'll shout. Oh, undoubtedly has a cane. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, very fun. Uh, Andy, we have some trailers. Are you going to talk about The Gray Man? Yeah, this is really relevant to that whole Netflix discussion. Uh, the Gray Man is Netflix's biggest budget movie they've ever made. Um, over $200 million. Uh, it's the Russo brothers who did the Captain America and Avengers movies. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas 
in a spy action thriller. Um, you look look at the trailer. It's like, yep, it's one of those movies. I'm sure it'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, you know, Chris Evans has a mustache and he's the bad guy. Um, getting to have a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, it looks very generic, but I'm sure it'll be worth watching. But that's coming just straight to Netflix. There's no theatrical plan for that. So that is July 22nd that'll be out. So this summer, so pretty soon. Um, I might watch it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if you already have Netflix, um, it looks better than the they made one with Chris Hemsworth. That was like an action movie a couple years ago. I never saw it, but that looked like a generic one. Um, but the problem, I would say, for The Gray Man is that around the same time, uh, got the trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And Whoa. it's like, oh, these guys are better at making action movies. <laughs> uh, of course, if The Gray Man sounded similar to like a Mission Impossible movie, um, it does. But Mission Impossible is the real thing. And again, I've never seen one of these movies in my life. I don't know how that's even possible. It just... I think at this point it's like fate and I'm not supposed to watch it, but I did watch this trailer and it's like, yeah, these guys know what they're doing. Uh, of course, Tom Cruise rides a motorcycle He's trailer, running and wow, riding a motorcycle. The trailer ends his, he drives a motorcycle off of a cliff and then you see as a parachute, but he never opens it. It's like, yeah. So that is not out till 2023 though. So I believe this got put online because they're putting this trailer in front of the Top Gun movie just to be like, Hey guys, you know there's more coming. So yeah, we we got him. We got yeah. the guy. Anyway, these are a lot of fun. They're stupid. Uh, they started very unrealistic with the whole face thing, but they've kind of sh- you know yeah. slowed that down. And they have Ving Rhames in all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely in this one. I saw him. He's driving a boat, and like there he is. Yeah, for a while I was like, what happened to that guy? Like he was so good in the '90s, and then I was like, oh, he just does Mission Impossible movies now. <laughs> like that's yeah, all it does. It's a good life. So, all right, I'm uh, I'm into that. Uh, Three thousand years of longing. Yeah, this is the last trailer I've got here. This is a uh, George Miller uh, of the Mad Max movies has a, a new project coming out. This is a project he's uh, in between the Mad Max movies. So Furiosa is still happening, but it's not here yet. But uh, we do have something from him. It is uh, a movie called Three Thousand Years of Longing. It stars uh, Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Where, Idris Elba is a genie, uh, and it looks pretty wild. Uh, it looks like have to rub him the right way. Yeah, it looks like uh, a bit of the movie is him telling stories of previous, I guess, owners of the genie, or what, I don't know how I don't know how that works. That, this that is dynamic. just Aladdin. Um, but like, so this takes place in the present day, but then it it cuts to like, yeah, like ancient Middle East stuff, and it it. Looks visually kind of wild. An uh, Idris Elba as um, a genie, it works. He's got these weird, like, pointed ears, and it's like, yeah, I, I trust George Miller to make something good. So, um, and the trailer was like, Christopher Dolan wiped a tear after watching it because mm. it was like only in theaters, and like, you know, it did it like slowly and then yeah. in bold, and it was like, fuck you if you even attempt to watch this on your phone. Well, don't fuck even your phone try. Up. Yeah. <laughs> virus in our, co- in our like code we, we don't even use a movie studio we directly take the film reels to the theater so you, and then burn them after the movie's done because we don't want you to ever see this um but yeah that's coming august 30th 31st uh in theaters only as i just said 
Yeah, I don't know if I'll see that. That seems a little too uh, outside of the realm for me. Yeah, but I like the weirdest things possible, so. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we're going to get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This thing works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is T-O-N-Y at checkout. They're going to give you a 65% off just because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, uh, how many things do you have? I've got three. I I have four. Okay. All right, I'll lead us off. So I've been getting a lot of... uh, movie uh you know stuff from my parents they've been watching a lot of stuff lately and uh this one is uh is just one of those from 2014 a little hidden gem if you will of uh tim burton weinstein company uh big eyes from 2014 andy this Mm. was on netflix about an hour 45 and uh this thing stars amy adams christoph waltz danny uh houston Kristen Ritter, Jason Schwartzman, Terrence Stamp, and you've never even heard of this. This is based on a true story of a uh, a woman artist in San Francisco in the 50s who uh, makes these famous paintings of kids with big eyes. And uh, she meets a man who claims to be an artist, and they fall in love, and he starts selling her work, but passing it off as his. And uh, they keep that agreement because it's the 50s and you can't sell art if you're a woman back then. Uh, At least not in the way that they get to sell. They sell a lot and make a lot of money. But he's not talented at all is the secret. That's a little uh, spoiler alert. And uh, yeah, it it ends poorly for for their relationship. And uh, the truth comes out at the end of the day. It was entertaining. It was good. Uh, It kind of had everything. It had a trial. It had San Francisco before it looked like crap. Hawaii is in it and uh, it's fun. It's a, a Tim Burton movie, but it's not dark and dark. It, it's just an artistic movie and it has a very low budget. And I think it only made like $30 million. So it's a hidden gem for sure. It had a $10 million budget, Andy. And yeah, I do. I do remember this coming out and seeing that it wasn't like it was Tim Burton, but it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. But like he had been such in like a, uh, the same movie, making the same movie over and over of Johnny Depp and like eye makeup and shit. And just like, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, this is a normal movie. And it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, yeah, it's entertaining. Um, and it's Christoph Waltz. I mean, it's he's terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's on Netflix. Uh, have I seen him recently? Where has he been? Uh, Bond. That was such a small role. But. Two Bonds. Yeah, the other one was a while ago. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to look it up because I'm very upset. Oh, boy. Like sometimes people just disappear. Like, where do they go? They relax. Why won't you just show me his movies? Okay. <laughs> this is a great pod, by the way. You want me to go again? No, I, I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Okay. Um, He was in the French. Oh, yeah. The French dispatch role was like 11 seconds. I forgot. I don't know why people do that. Um, but he's in Pinocchio, okay, and he's in uh, the Portable Door. Don't know what that is, but yeah, okay. 
He's doing a voice in, in Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. So look for that Christmas Day. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do one here. Um, and I'm going to go into the past to do this one, but also in the present. Uh, we just talked about SNL for like five minutes. Um, what I watched, uh, at least at least half of the season of it, uh, The Kids in the Hall. Remember The Kids in the Hall? Oh, wow. Yes, I do. They did another Comedy season. Central. They did another season for Amazon here. Canadian so all, SNL. Yeah, they're all uh, in their 50s probably at this point. Um, really cool to see. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I watched Kids on the Hall and the reruns on Comedy Central. and uh, It was always it was so different from SNL, but it was Lorne Michaels produced and everything. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of cool to watch this again. Uh, it's pretty funny and not going to not the, my favorite sketch show I've ever seen, but uh, it's also just cool that they're old guys. <laughs> like um and i'm almost an old guy at this point so oh wow um, that's part of the problem you get you one of those cool shirts yeah you can't you can't um relate to snl anymore so you got to watch people from the late 80s and early 90s to, to get your sketch comedy yeah um, but yeah that's available on amazon eight episodes of it uh, and i believe they also made a documentary that's on amazon as well i haven't watched that but um yeah that's nice 20 20 minute episodes you know nothing too crazy yeah my brother watched that so therefore mm-hmm. i watched a lot of that yeah um and it, it's very much the same a lot of things that are like is this even funny or is it just weird i don't even yeah. know it's a little bit of both <laughs> yeah. all right you ready for my next one yeah i watched a movie i'd never heard of just thumbing through looking for something to watch and come across a movie starring sly stallone vincent diofrino Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you're probably wondering, wow, what movie brought those three men together? Mm-hmm. That movie is Escape Plan from 2013 okay. on HBO, an hour 55. And uh, Sly Stallone is a guy who's just great at breaking out of maximum security prisons. So great that that's his job. And uh, he gets double crossed and uh, they throw away the key. And Arnold helps him escape, Andy. And uh, this is no ordinary prison. It's a space prison or something, right? Uh, Close. And uh, yeah, they have to escape. And uh, I mean, the cast on here again, tremendous. It has uh, Frontier, who you know him from uh, the Jericho in Iron Man 1. He's in that cave with him. Uh, But that's not all. It has Jim Caviezel, Sam Neill, Vinny Jones, who plays Tony, Amy Ryan, who is Michael Scott's girlfriend in the office. All of these people, 50 Cent. All right. All yeah. of these people in this little movie I've never, ever, 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 ever heard of. And, uh, you know, it, it's exactly what it is. It's old Sylvester Stallone, one to be a tough guy still. But Arnold brings it. He actually has some good acting chops in this one, uh, com- relatively speaking, uh, compared to Sly here. Uh, it's fun. And uh, so much fun. They ended up making like six of these movies. There's Escape Plan 2, Escape Plan More. Um, so I didn't know any of these existed. Uh, but it's it, it's fun. It's entertaining. Um, Ooh, Escape Plan 2 features uh, a guy from Phillip Park High School. Oh. Uh, Kevin Costner? No. Oh. He's a, not a, really a big actor. Okay. Who is it? That's interesting. Uh, Shay Buckner. He played water polo. 
He was on the Olympic team. I recognize yeah. that name. But like, um, you're older than us. You. He was my sister's age, but she, she's like, "Hey, this guy's an actor now. This guy I went to high school with." He's like, "Oh, okay, that's funny." So, Neat. <laughs> just see him in the credits here, and I clicked on uh, him, and it's definitely him. Wow. There, so there's a line in here that's such a cliche, and I, I didn't write it down, but I'm going to just go off of memory. He walks in to his office, and 50 Cent's doing some sort of cool coding. And uh, Sly comes in, he's like, hey, what do you got for me today? <laughs> Who walks into the office and just immediately says that? <laughs> the guy is like, oh, we have this, and, the blah, 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 and they just dive right into business. And it's like, this guy's been in jail for like, 11 weeks trying to figure out how to break out and it comes in. What do you get for me today? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but that's that uh, brilliant writing. So uh, Jim Caviezel is good in here and uh, everyone brings it. Sam Neill. I mean, come on. He wasn't hunting dinosaurs, but he was still good. So check it out. You'll enjoy it. Escape plan 2013. Well, it looks like uh, don't watch the sequels. <laughs> yeah, I imagine the sequels are just a money grab. I'm surprised Bruce Willis isn't in it. Yeah. Whoa. One of those movies. All right. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is a uh, Disney Plus movie that came out oh. on Friday. Uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. So uh, this is a interesting idea. It is uh, cartoons in live action. And How the neat. idea is that Chip and Dale were actually actors in the show. The cartoon from the 80s that they're referencing here. And oh, that's neat. Um, since it Very ended, neat. you know, they're gone their separate ways and. Um, one of them sells insurance and the other one, uh, just goes to conventions, tries to make money off of his former past as an actor on the show. So the, the, the two are voiced by uh, John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. So a couple SNL related people. Um, and I think it's directed by the lonely Island. I think they're credited all together or something. Uh, they didn't write it, but I'm sure they had, they're all over it. You know, they probably took the original script and did what they, they want with kids it. now. So like, let's do it. Yeah. So, um, they, did they have to reteam, you know, they're past the prime and they have to reteam to help someone out. And one of those kind of movies, uh, a lot of Roger rabbit comparisons. Cause it's like the tunes and the, the humans in real life, but it's not in Toontown. It's in Los Angeles. Uh, but yeah, great, great cast aside from them. Like JK Simmons, um, Will Arnett, like J.K. Simmons plays like a Gumby detective character. It's very weird. Uh, I don't know if this movie is funny or if it just has so many references that are fun to look at, but it's like every moment of the movie has references to other animated properties, not just Disney stuff, but like everything. Mm -hmm. Like there's a billboard for like um, Butthead is running for Senator of California. Oh, instead of Beavis. Yeah, just just Butthead. They probably broke up and then like... um, there's a whole like joke about the one of them goes to his apartment and watch turns on the TV to watch a movie and the movie is Batman versus ET. I'm just like, what? How do you just get away with? They, I guess they were able to get away with all this stuff and it's just like Disney um, owns everything. Well, no, they don't. They don't want everything. They had to get like blanket agreements from all these other companies to like, uh-huh. hey, we're parroting stuff in this movie. So uh, that's a whole lot of fun to just watch. Like every second of it has some sort of reference to something else. Um, but is that like good writing or not? Like, I don't know, but I had a lot of fun with this. Like there's one, there's one scene where, so Seth Rogen plays kind of like a, a goon for the bad guy and he's chasing the characters. And then he runs into uh, Pumbaa from the Lion King and then the praying mantis from Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda 
and another animated character that he did at one point. And then they all just do the Seth Rogen laugh. And it's like, oh, that's good shit. It's stupid, but that's good. I like that. I'm sure my nephew is loving this movie. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do wonder if uh, kids have any connection to that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, yeah, those those shows um, came out in the late 80s, early 90s. And I remember not having the Disney Channel. But sometimes they'd give you people. Sometimes they give you like a free preview for a few days, and then you'd have to catch up on watching all the shit there, like Darkwing Duck and stuff. It's like I got to get into it. So um, people who had the you know suburban had Disney. Sure, Channel. yeah. Lived in the hills. Yeah, we didn't have Disney Channel. Are you kidding me? It no, it was thing. it was like on the level of HBO in the early nineties. Yeah, but exactly. By the late nineties, HBO. You know, by the late 90s, they put it on the regular package. And like, here you yeah. go, even Stevens. I'm like, fuck you. I don't want this shit. I'm, a, I'm a, an adult. Yeah, man. I was too old for yeah. it now, but I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> What's Beans up to? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, Chip and Dale. It's got a lot of weird, funny stuff in it. But um, it's still a kid's movie, you know? It's not. Yeah. This is not Hot Rod. Yeah. Asking me to watch this. I don't I don't think I'll watch yeah. it. It's not Hot Rod 2. All right, uh, you ready for my uh, third one? Yeah. I watched for the first time ever, also on Netflix from 2014, Benedict Cumberbatch is The Imitation Game. He is that, okay. <laughs> so uh, I had never seen this. I'd seen like you know the artwork for it come up. I was like, eh, this guy who's like a robot or something. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, oh, this is World War II? Like Codebreakers? War? Shit. Oh, all in. And uh, yeah, he's a guy that with autism before they know what autism is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good. It's got a uh, Matthew good of uh, the offer fame. Mm, so okay. neat to see him in another role. I'd never seen anything of his. I, I watched something with him recently. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah it's, not that familiar it, with him. It's, it's fun. It's about, you know, intercepting German spy secrets and, uh, you know, it, they have to not be too, you know, brash with what they're going to do and letting, you know, thwarting, uh, you know, little attacks just because they don't want the Germans to know they have this information. And uh, interesting at the end, you know, they're doing their like, here's what really happened credit stuff. And it was 50 years before the British government even said anything about this stuff like they made them even destroy all the evidence that they were even ever decoding this stuff just in case it ever came up again they're like we just don't have their number uh pretty interesting shit uh i enjoyed it it was fun he invented computers yeah exactly this is uh, uh i don't remember the term they called them uh line something or other maybe yeah pretty neat Yep, never saw this one. I know it was Best Picture nominee and everything, but never saw it. It's got Charles Dance and Mark Strong. Yeah, that sounds like a British movie to me. Well, every yeah. <laughs> movie is British because it has actors in it. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Europe's or England's only export rock stars and actors. Yeah. So I'm going to find some, you know, unearth some talent while we're there and become an agent. All right. Well, let's see if. The British trend continues. I don't know. I probably watched an American movie, didn't I? No. All right. You want to do my third one here? 
Let's see your last one. All right, so I watched a movie called Men. Um, takes place in the English countryside. Oh, excited about this one. <laughs> takes place in the English countryside, starring uh, mostly English or only English people. So hey, Roy yeah, Kinnear yeah. was in Imitation Game. Yeah, he's in. He was in Bond as well. He referenced him. Yeah. Um, it is a wild idea. It's about a uh, a young woman whose husband kills himself, and she goes rents a house out in the English countryside to get away from it all. Um, and then uh, she t- takes a walk out in the, the wilderness and ends up seeing some weird shit. And then people are like stalking her. Um, and every person in the town is played by Rory Kinnear. And what? it is uh, crazy. Like, so she goes to the, the guy who um, the landlord of the house and it's him. And then she calls the cops or something. The cops come out and there's one. A male cop and it's Rory Kinnear and then she goes she sees a church and then the priest there is Rory Kinnear in a different outfit and it's like it sounds like an Eddie Murphy movie <laughs> no but it's it's serious and um it's just one of the wildest movies ever made where it's just like you're trying to piss people off you could tell that it's like I'm gonna make something crazy and the way this movie ends uh has some just great visuals but for most people they'd say this is absolute nonsense and i hate this so this is um the cinema score which is like the the audience reviews this is one of the worst reviewed movies ever whoa um i think it got a d um but i like a lot of the movies that get terrible (laughs) grades from the audiences i like to get really terrible grades you have to do something super weird in what most people would find is offensive so um yeah this is a, a crazy movie i don't think i could recommend it to people who don't know what they're getting into um seeing this in the theater um everyone was like dead quiet i don't know if anyone knew if they liked it or not um i very much enjoyed what they were doing with it and i think the the lead up to the final 20 minutes i think is really well made um i don't know if i'd say horror but you know horror ish uh very your favorite threatening in a way where it's like she's all alone in this house and there are weird things going on um there are naked people, you know, that kind of stuff. Whoa. Um, and people in nature. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but um, yeah, I guess it's it, what it's supposed to be about is the constant threat of men out there and other things like that. Um, so it's, it's weird. <laughs> Sounds like it. Uh, but I, but I, I definitely want to see it cause uh, it's Alex Garland who, um, Makes a lot of stuff I really enjoy. He made the show Devs a couple of years ago. I thought it was really interesting. And he said he would never make a movie again because uh, all his movies don't do well. And he's like, I'd rather just do TV. And then he, I guess, broke his promise and made a movie that is very weird and people aren't going to like. So he had to know going in that this was not going to be a big hit. Well, it's a hit with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I can't recommend it to people who are just wanting to see a nice movie with a plot. Because that's not the point of this. All right. But if you could ever find the last, or I'd say if you ever find a three-minute sequence of this movie on YouTube or something, it's worth watching because it's just wild. But um, as a full movie, I think it just kind of piss people off. Interesting. Okay. Um, you ready for my last one? Yep. Okay. I watched, recently added to stars, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, directed by Jason Reitman, 
of uh, his father's fame of directing the original. I enjoyed everything about this, I think. I liked how much of an homage it was to the original movie. I liked how it was, uh, you know, a heartwarming, uh, or not heartwarming, but a nice touching tribute to Harold Ramis and the nostalgia all along the way uh, from, you know, the little uh, ghost, you know, gun finder to additions that we didn't see in the movie, but were, I think, like I read, they were in the cartoons and different things like that where the seat pops out of the car. It was like in a Jurassic toy, Park. yeah. Uh, and, and and further beyond too, the kid puts on his head the thing they put on. Uh, uh, oh, I'm thinking of his name. It's very Jewish, but it's not coming to me. What's his name? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Uh, the or brain little, scan. Yeah. Yeah, the brain scanner. Oh, it was just fun and uh, enjoyable. I was wondering. I was like, ah, ghosts aren't usually outside. They're chasing that fat one, but he spits bullets instead of mm-hmm, anything, yeah. nothing at all which is pretty deadly. Uh, At least the green one just ate food and he would slime you. Uh, Well, they took care of him quick. You don't know what kind of shit Slimer got into if you let him go, you know? That's true. Maybe this one started as a Slimer and and then, you know, accelerated to metals. I don't know. Well, he ate the stop sign, right? That was why he shot the bullets. Well, he was eating all all the metal. He ate cars, signs. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also that was the same thing. It's like, well, Slimer... The food just fell to the floor. Yeah, this right. guy's actually retaining the food as he eat, or the metal as he eats it. Very deadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also just had to, got to have a lot of fun with it because of the technology nowadays. That they had all the little uh, staped, puffed marshmallow guy miniaturized, yeah, uh, and just different things that the, you could tell. Like if if they could in the eighties, they would have done. Um, no, it's enjoyable. I all if this stays there on stars, like this is getting a replay. Come. September 2nd for me. Um, I liked they brought the music back. I enjoyed the couple of little end credit scenes. They had Sigourney Weaver in there. I saw her in the credits. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember seeing Sigourney Weaver. I was also disappointed until the very end when I was like, well, only Dan Aykroyd's been in on the phone. Uh, but they solved that for me. And I was, I was, I was pleased with it. Um, I, I thought it was well done. It was fun. There was a kid named podcast. So come yeah. on. <laughs> um, I thought it was great. I don't, I don't know if I would have could have asked for a whole lot more um, fun, good music in there too. And uh, just fun. I had fun. Uh, I had fun watching it. Yeah. It's a nice movie. A feel good movie. Which is what the mm-hmm. Ghostbusters is. Yeah. Also, of course the girl's really smart but she's still going to summer school because she wants to be smarter. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it's like, oh, they're just watching a movie the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So she gets to go do whatever she wants. And that's how Paul Rudd comes involved. Pretty good. All right, Andy, anything else to add? I know we're, we're done. All right. Well, it's been a, an action packed pod. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to episode 272 of the Tony steak podcast. I'm Sean and joined with me. We had off road Slimer, Andy. I hope not. I hope that's not my future. <laughs> We'll see you later.